Welcome back to Mom. Get your shit together. It's Amy. My voice is um a little bit better um than it was in the last episode. So you know, it's like less uh sniffly. Um, it, it's more um uh uh uh. Who's that actress? She was in um uh romancing the stone what's her what who is that wait am i involved in this moment yeah, um right. I, I was like i was like wa- i was just watching you um <laughs> i i know who you're talking kathleen turner kathleen turner yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's more it's more that it's and more less kathleen turner less like uh yeah just coughing and yeah and um dying and uh less dying uh, yeah less dying that's important so that's yeah. good yeah <laughs> um yeah so you know i guess hopefully i'm over that that hump um but who knows uh special announcement my guest and i are back in the car studio y'all back in the car um it's cozy right it's cozy yeah it's a nice car guys yeah. it's a really nice oh, car thank you it's mm-hmm. a uh, 2009 used prius oh so. wow it does not feel 2009 really Mm-mm. thank you no it's oh, very nice to hear that car you're doing mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. um that is the nicest compliment this car's ever gotten me, so it really <laughs> appreciates that um well let's uh, introduce my lovely guest today. Um, she is an actor. She's a writer. She's a podcaster. Mm-hmm. She hosts the show, The Story of Mom, mm-hmm. um, for the same network for Campfire Media. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is Shelly Slocum. Hi. Hi, girl. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the car. Um, so good to see you. Nice to see you, too. So we were talking about, um, before we got in here mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. our kids because um, I have a nine month old and a three and a half year old and you have a six and nine year old mm-hmm. and we were talking about the differences um, between like the the different uh, hardness uh, levels how you know how like it gets easier in some ways but right yeah right I mean and, and I mean I don't know because I'm only two nine years into motherhood but like when you have babies, I think it's so physical and it's every day and you just wake up and you do it. Right. And I think now that both of my kids are in elementary school, I have a little bit of distance to observe myself a little bit more. So I can like be aware of my own person in a way that I probably wasn't. Yeah. But I also wasn't educated to. So it's also possible that you have been educated to and you have more of a wealth of like information and tools that have been gifted to you that you're able to use. I had I felt like I had nothing and I was just like blindly walking for years. Years. <laughs> you mean in terms of um like taking care of yourself? Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, I mean I I honestly think that I I mean I've always been like kind of this my girly like little makeup, you know, and stuff. Yeah. But I think that also I, um, uh, and I've mentioned this before in the podcast when I, because I, you know, can't you can't drink, <laughs> you know, you don't tell anybody about it when you're pregnant. <laughs> um, but you know, he can't drink, so I would instead of spending money on booze, I would just like buy a bunch of like skincare stuff. And so I think that I like oh, forced myself to take um, care of myself, and then mm-hmm. it became like this crazy. I'm going to, I want to spread the word, like, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I can have a podcast and talk to mm-hmm. other amazing moms. Um, so, so yeah. So how, how's the self-care going now? Do you feel like you're, I mean, I think my idea of self-care has changed a lot. So I think, you know, um, I do think like skincare products and spa and whatever it is that I think that stuff is important, but right. What I actually think is this concept of having the inside of your body be very still. Ooh, I love that. And being mindful of that and kind of approaching self-care in that way was like a new concept to come my across my path like a couple of years ago. And since then, that has been more of a foundation for me. So when I think self-care, I think of how still am I being in my life? And what do I need to get there? Because maybe a foot massage would do it or whatever, going and getting like a face mask or I, I don't know. But but what is that? And, and that, I think, ultimately becomes very still. So it's like or it's very individual. I mean, so it's very like. Yes. Personal. Absolutely. Self-care yeah. is totally personal. It's totally personal. Um, yeah. And I'm so glad that you are approaching it like that because. Yeah. Um, I think that um, I, I don't want to uh, make it like 
you know, this shallow uh, um, pursuit, you know, because everyone has a very different um, idea of what that means. Yeah. So how do you do that through meditation? Like, what's your, do you have a practice? Sometimes, yeah. Like, I think for me, it's, um, I think it's probably through prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of it has to do with, like, how I wake up and if I'm setting any personal goals for myself. Sure. And how what I'm thinking about in regards to like my intention with the relationships around me and then I think moving my body becomes really important in terms of like exercise or something like that but that also becomes like a a mental space too so sure some of that is definitely like where I end up going is like moving my body and then being mindful of the cycles of thought that are going through my head yeah. Right. Just like like checking in with your yeah. self. Yeah. And and trying to start the day with it so I can come back to it later. Because sometimes you don't I don't have the luxury of that. But but because my kids are a little bit older and I'm not waking they're not my alarm clock as much anymore. I'm able right. to like see it differently and Yeah. Yeah. Um Oh. So you mean one day you're not going to come? <laughs> well, we also like, I don't know what, I don't know how this happened with my husband and I, um, but we, our older one, once she was old enough to kind of, she was like interested in clocks and stuff, but we gave our clock and we were like, until you see a seven right here. And we like blocked out the minute hands. We were just like, until you see a seven, you can't come in our room. And we went with that. And I think like that was maybe even before Wow. the second was born, which sounds crazy but it kind of makes sense knowing her so smart move yeah so then that's always just been what it was and then she was old enough eventually to be with the little one i don't know so seven seven o'clock is ultimately when our day generally begins. right begins <laughs> yes yeah 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 we, um, we still um the baby's still sleeping in our room we haven't transitioned yes. him to yes the kids room yet mm-hmm. um <laughs> but our our daughter um now that she has the big girl bed, we'll just come. I don't even know. It's like still, I'm, I feel like if I've been asleep for 10 minutes, for three hours, like right. I have no idea. Right. But she'll put her little mouth inside of my ear hole <laughs> and be like, mommy, mommy. Um, and I always like yell a little because it scares me. Um, but she's very, uh, very adorable. <laughs> so it's okay right um right. <laughs> so but i love that you have to watch this clock i think that my my kid is so my daughter is like so like um i'm not gonna i don't even care i'm none of these rules apply to me <laughs> she's very wild um so so that's cool so like do you, so like can you talk me through what your morning looks like like what's your routine yeah so like an ideal morning would be that I wake up I have about like five minutes there where I kind of lay on the bed think about mm, I don't know maybe say some prayers maybe like lift some some thoughts up that are like positive um and maybe even like set a little bit of a goal for the day so I've been writing a lot great so a lot of times it will fall into line with that um and then, and sometimes the goal is simply like just try to find truth or something. And then um, I will exercise. I've been doing these bar classes, which are great. Oh, you're sp- that's supposed to get a bang and booty. Oh, I, and I don't classes. know. I don't think my booty's banging. My <laughs> booty's just like there. But it does feel good when I like flex my booty in class, which means I've I've created enough of a muscle behind yeah, the nice. boot or whatever. Um, but in an ideal world, I would be able to like go do one of those classes, come back. Um, this is all like before school, get back by like 7.30, finish making lunches or helping out with whatever my husband, however far he's gotten them. And then um, he takes them down to school usually and then I'll start writing. Great. And I'll just go for as far and as long as I can and sometimes even um, stopping only to like eat lunch and then I'll pick the kids up by 2.30 and we live walking distance to school which is great so yeah. I'll just like walk down and then pick them up and then I'm kind of ready for them if I play my cards right and I create enough during that time I'm like ready for them yes if I dick around and I'm like on the computer or I'm making phone calls and I'm not allowing myself that time to like open up and let the words and like the story of this novel that I'm working on come out of me I'm like not ready for the kids right 
So when I see them, I'm like, what do you want or whatever? So it's a bit of self-care writing. And I, and I think that's the case for a lot of people who end up creating. But because creating is like bliss. And when you're writing, that's like you, you're in charge of where you're taking this whole world. And you're kind of following what feels correct to you. And that relationship and that is picking the correct word or whatever, that's like... It's just wonderful. And it, that that warm, wonderful, glowing feeling that you have is like the best. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's really cool that you um that you have established that for yourself. Because yeah. I can say for myself that I'm so frazzled and pulled in a million directions. Yeah, yeah. Um and so it's really great yeah. that you have established like these this is how and you get up before your kids and go work out. That is yeah. amazing. To That's me. an ideal I, ideal day. That does not happen all the time, you know. And sometimes there's sicknesses, and sometimes there's right whatever. But if if everything's going correctly, and if my husband's around, and if we are connected, and we're in a good spot, I feel in that way like both of us can be like, this is what I this is what I need to be whole today. Can you take the kids to class after school or? Um, I'm going to try to do this class tomorrow. I know you're going out late tonight, but can you wake up and do the breakfast with me? Okay, great. You're good. So I can take care of, like, so much of it, Come, I think for myself, has come down to the ability to communicate all of that to another person that can be a team made right. to you and hear you on. I don't know. But I also think when you have younger kids, it's really hard. Like, I think I, I was frazzled. I don't know. I still am. I'm still, like, super <laughs> frazzled. I don't know. I go back and forth. That's yeah, ideal. Right. That's not every day. I've just had these windows where I'm like, wow. All the cards lined up perfectly, and I feel like I'm on top of the world today. So. Right, you're yeah. running it. You're running your mm, life. Yeah, instead of it running you. Yeah, or totally. Yeah. Oh well, I um, admire that very much <laughs> that you have that on lock. Um, even today, I was like, okay, I just have to do a little bit of work before Shelly comes over. Now you know we're just gonna and immediately, it's and it's not. I mean, in my husband is great about mm -hmm. being like okay do you need i think we were pretty good about being like i got this go take some time mm -hmm, okay you mm -hmm. know like, we're pretty good about but um my husband is also one of those people that he's been on vacation for two weeks go, goes back to work tomorrow mm -hmm. and he spent the entire vacation just like doing things instead of not doing anything mm. like fixing things and you know making sure that this is happening we rearranged the whole house and you know oh, that's it, great yeah I'm, yeah he's the yeah. best but i'm like oh no no i'm gonna um i'm gonna <laughs> drink uh i'm gonna drink <laughs> starting at 11 a.m and you know so that we're a little different than <laughs> probably um, good for each other maybe in that way too to like yeah i think like right? he Balance definitely makes me be like i have to do something <laughs> um so um, and another interesting thing that I wanted to uh, chat with you about and um, about your self-care philosophy is I feel like I have let go of myself so much. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I know it's because my kids are so young, but, you know, because uh, we both came from New York mm -hmm. and um, and you were obviously acting there and mm -hmm. very busy running around and mm -hmm. all of the things. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, um, we, you know, uh, we came here and I was very busy and then I got pregnant, but I was still kind of busy. Then I had my second kid and now it's kind of like nothing mm -hmm. is happening mm -hmm. um, in terms of like. You know, I'm still auditioning. I'm still whatever. But I used to like be out five nights, five nights a week doing shows, and it's impossible now. Right. And I'd much rather be with my babies, of course. But it's it's um, very easy to lose who you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so did you? Um, wh when was a time that you think that you kind of shifted out of that? I mean, I think I'm like in it now. I think okay. I'm still struggling with it. Like I, I. I don't know. My my guess is that when someone has a child, their whole identity shifts forever. Right. But it's a continual shift. because, And that's kind of what the podcast that I've been doing is about, is I'll talk with women and talk to them about who they thought they were before they had a kid and then who they think they are now and at different stages. And I think it's continual because you aren't the same and you are you know you're not like a servant to the children but you are they they rely on you a little bit for their survival certainly at the stage that you're at <laughs> yeah. and that 
is confusing. And I, and I do think that there's a miseducation for mothers on <laughs> keeping hold of their identity and how important that is. I know people say, like, put the oxygen mask on you first and then your child. Or right. um, make sure you're doing for you. You can only do as much for them as you do for you. But those phrases do not, they underestimate, I think, the gravity of what's actually expected of mothers. Because to me, it's it's actually way more than a little quote. It's like something you have to hold on to every single day. And if you can find that thing that is yours, you need to do it. And it needs to be the centerpiece and the focus so that you can come back to that thing and warm your hands by it and then go back out. And everybody in the family needs to understand that. But I don't think our culture educates that. Like, our, you know, there's so many demands on women and on mothers in particular. And even like I was reading an article that was going through the development of um, um, developmental psychology and how it started to put all this pressure on mothers. And I loved the article. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. But like, <laughs> but if you think about that, that's totally accurate. Like, w- like moms are just fucked because there's if your kid acts out it's the mom's fault right. if this you have so we have pressure coming at us and we also have all these studies coming at us and we have all these things coming at us on a million different angles and for me i w- i have felt like i'm drowning from that i have not felt like i'm strong but i also think that perhaps we'll be able to change that <laughs> for our kids generation and certainly i have two girls you have one girl like for them maybe that can be a part of what's educated so that they understand that when you become a mother, and maybe before you become a mother, you find this like staff that you hold on to. Mm-hmm. If it is, and, and, and literally the question is, what do I need? Mm. You wake up and you say, what do I need? It doesn't have to be a big thing. Yeah, It can be five fucking minutes in the sun with <laughs> no one yelling at you. It can be like you going to that amazing yoga class that you love it could be you buying mango because you love mango or having making sure that you get a salad that day because gosh you've been eating a lot of pizza I don't know whatever it is like (laughs) what do I need is is needs to be asked of the mother and the mother needs to ask it of herself and the mother needs to practice asking it and practice being able to answer it right and I think that changes everything so I don't I think for me like I I also worked as a doula and a childbirth educator, and I I was working women through it. So I think I've been fascinated by that transition for a long time. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until my kids were in school for a long period of time, because we also sent them to a preschool, which was only like a couple hours a day. So (laughs) it wasn't until they were in school for a long period of time that I was able to be like, oh, okay, what do I need? And start to understand that. And I think... You know, I go to therapy that helped me and it's it was a combination of things. But really in the last two years, I think, have I been starting to like understand that question. And I still miss the boat like all the time. Um, <laughs> I'll focus on them instead of me. At a, and, and that is important, but it's a balance. Like you have to balance it. Right. Um, so I think, what do you need? And understanding that that is a question. And, and the other thing I'll say is what do you need emotionally is actually a lot harder to answer than what do you need. Like, oh, I need the trash taken out. That's really simple. Right. Um, I need you to understand me. Yeah. I need to fe- feel heard. I need you to hug me. I need you to hold my face right now. I need you to let me cry in your arms. I need you to give me some space. <laughs> I need you. I All of those things are like, really hard and complicated to understand and and maybe at least for me like I don't think I my own mother wasn't someone that I ever saw navigating that and I don't know if like our mom's generation was like I don't think they were given the permission or there was that much awareness on it and that's all totally fine but I don't know I think it's that's where I think the shift happens at least for me right because I also thought self-care had to do with, like, spas. I literally thought, like, self-care is spa. Yeah. But it, it is potentially um, more having to do with 
doing something that affects the way we um, treat ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like being kind to ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. listening to it. That's so, um, that was so eloquent and clear how you put it. I, I guess I've, you know, I've been like, I need to figure out, like, I need to listen to myself, I guess. Mm. Um, uh, but the way you put that was so, like, uh, d- just so crystal clear that you sit down and you take time. And I think that it, that that's, like, a learning curve, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while, especially for, like, where I am with my kids, mm-hmm. to be, like, I need to actually sit down and figure out what I need because mm-hmm. I don't even have the brain space to do mm-hmm. it right now. Mm-hmm. So, um yes and it might be small it might be like you know what i've always loved is flannel sheets <laughs> yeah it might and you'll be like i'll just wait like i'll go into i don't know coals or something and like find 15 dollars flannel sheets and like my god then every night you made that choice that flannel sheet is like cozy next to your head mm-hmm. and then that's you like that's you out in the world now and like in your home and in your family and right i think those things add up yeah i really do yeah that's a really Thank you for that, my lady. Yeah, you're it's welcome. Very, very. <laughs> and I will say also that self care does. I mean, whatever. I mean, it means anything to you personally, right? So, mm-hmm. for some people, spa. Some people, it's um, I don't know, uh, drinking uh, until you fall asleep on the subway. Uh, it's whatever <laughs> you need, baby. Um, so not that I've ever done that. Not on the subway. Uh, uh, I did wake up on a stoop in uh, the East Village once in my uh, early 20s. So that was good times. That was good times. Yeah. I woke up and I was, I was like clutching my purse. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Fully, I was fine. Wow. Um, yeah, guys. Wow. <laughs> That's why I didn't reel that back. Um, so, uh, okay, so beautiful um beautiful take on on self-care uh so now let's go to like the other side of the podcast like the beauty stuff and like the stuff that you Mm -hmm. like to use Mm -hmm. um to get your shit together so um do you have any um specific products or anything that you just like swear by that you totally love um again i don't find that i go about thinking of it completely in that way like it's like not my where I where I go but I will say there is and I took a picture of it with my phone but there's a face cream that I've used for years um it's a Laura Mercier hang on picture of my child and the dog not <laughs> what I'm looking for um that is oh maybe I didn't take it before I left it's a Laura Mercier and it is <coughs> Flawless skin moisture cream, broad spectrum, and it has SPF. Oh, great! And it just—I just use it because I don't break out when I use it. Yeah. So when I'm out, I just buy more. You have lovely skin. Oh, thank you. Very beautiful skin. Thank you. Um, you um, do you uh? So, so that's like your jam. That's like like my jam. Yeah. yeah. What do you? What do you? What about cleansers? Um, I use lots of different ones. Right now, I'm using an Estee Lauder one. Oh, hey. Foamy. I don't know. Yeah. Seems okay. Do you do like a, it's foamy. <laughs> it's doing its job. Um, do you go to like, are you like a drugstore diva or whatever? The, no. You're like, no. I'm seems like, like you're not. I it's don't good. wear that much makeup and stuff either. So I, I think I'm, lear- I'm just starting to learn how to put on makeup and I'm, you know, 37 years old. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's just never been my thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's never been like your... No, like I don't think I've like even when you were a little girl. No, I think I did like it when I was a little girl, and I think I did like it when I was a senior in high school because I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. But I grew up in Montana. I don't feel like people wore makeup that much, and then we moved to the South, and everybody wore makeup, and uh, like sophomore year, junior year, and then by the end of like my senior year there, so we were just there like three years. I started to put on makeup more. Yeah. But then when I went to college, I was like, oh, fuck this. And I just wore <laughs> whatever, you know, I just wanted to learn. I was like there to learn. Oh, God, so, I yeah. was not at college to learn no. at all. <laughs> I did not give a shit. <laughs> um, I, you know, I mean, I, I did, I guess. <laughs> but I, um, no, uh, uh, yeah, that was not. Where'd you go to school? I went to the University of Georgia. Oh, cool. In the South, yeah. 
Well, they wear lots of makeup in Georgia, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. But it, like, it, again, it's just like, wasn't, I was more aware that I was like, oh, but I'm not actually finding, like, I guess it broke down to like understanding for myself that like basing my self-worth off of the way I looked <laughs> yeah. didn't feel good. It was, it, it only got so far. So I don't know. Yeah, like I couldn't. I didn't. I really wasn't that. Oh my god, you are so. You were like the it. most woke <laughs> college student ever. I, I was, was really. Yeah, I was really there to learn. God, I needed to like that's learn. Awesome. You were like yeah. every parent's dream. Yeah. Yeah. I think my parents. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. They were into it. Yeah. I think it was good. <laughs> I had a good like. It I, out. I, I took it for what I could. Yeah, it was good. God, that's awesome. <laughs> um. Again, not my, uh, not how it went down for me. Um, uh, so, um, did you ever have like, um, like, uh, like these phases? Like, I will say, when I was like senior year into probably most of college, I was like, um, I kind of had this like hippie thing going mm-hmm. on. Mm. Still like doing up my my shit, but um, <laughs> I was like really into like. Um, like uh, uh like patchouli and stuff oh, wow yeah and uh which smells like <laughs> to me it smells like buttholes it smells so bad <laughs> and some people it smells great on them but i knew that i didn't smell good. i don't know what I, what i was thinking but i'm like this will really push it over the edge um did you ever have those kind of those like look phases when you were hmm. like at that age or were you like yeah I mean I think I hung out with the stoners for a little while and I think I did like I don't know I didn't ever wear patchouli but I think I like wore my dad's old shirts yeah stuff like that that was kind of fun but like like old like band shirts he had like old I don't know he had like one shirt that I think he was on a soccer league and it had his his number was number one and then it looked like the it had like a little hand like an emoji almost <laughs> but like flipping people off and I was like this is really cool <laughs> so I would like wear that you know um I love that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I um and then I immediately snapped out of that patchouli mm. and I was like I'm an adult now <laughs> uh did you um did you how about like your mom did you like get any like beauty or like secrets or like any routines from your mom when you were growing up that you kind of that has carried over you know I kind of my mom had four kids and I was the first I was the first girl so it was like boy girl boy girl and I I think I feel like I almost could have but a I really wasn't that into makeup and stuff Mm -hmm. and b she was really busy so I didn't fully. I mean, I'm sure there were things that I'm not even aware of that were passed down to me. She takes really good care of herself and she puts lotion like everywhere and she even puts it on her feet. Like she's so, she's so, she really, that's how she kind of, I think, honors herself. She takes, she does her nails like they're beautiful. Um, and for me, like I, Maybe it was maybe even reacting to her. I don't know. I'd have to like dissect that further. But for me, I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> like I don't. It's not right doing. Like, I've got the other opposite. things I want to do. Yeah. Like yeah. So, but I watched her. Like sometimes I have memories of like watching her put all of her stuff on and like yeah, the way she puts lotion on her neck. Like I can see it all. <laughs> it just wasn't like where I was. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's um. It's good that you watch because that probably was a habit for you to do the neck. I don't. I don't even do it on my neck. You don't? No. I mean, I again. I think I'm just kind of like fuck it. Not like yeah, well, yeah, or just it's like you you have other shit going on. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've always been more interested in myself psychologically than I have been like physically on some level, and I think that. I think that's like where a lot of it has funneled. That's such a healthy um, thing for your daughters to see that it's like, yeah, I'm, I used to teach um, a character, like how to create original characters in New York at at the pit. Yeah. It was really fun. And I loved that job and I loved seeing uh, everyone, but my, um, my whole focus Mm. in that class was, um, 
and, and for women uh, in general, like who are doing character work, I was like, uh, being attractive is the least, you shouldn't think about it at all when you're doing this. Mm. Um, because I think that, um, and I certainly did this for a long time until one day I was like, I'm not, this is ridiculous. Like I'm, I can feel myself holding back mm-hmm. because I'm afraid. So mm-hmm. once I let that go, mm-hmm. you know, I could be a disgusting monster and I felt great about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, like whenever these girls or w- women, uh, I sometimes said <laughs> girls, young, young ladies, mm-hmm. um, would uh, create these characters. I was, I would see them like catch themselves before like they fully, mm-hmm. you know, like so went there. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like assign them, mm. uh, a character that was like really gruesome mm. and it would be really hard to make them, you know, because like, uh, their physicality mm-hmm. would go, um, would uh, have to match what the personality was. And so it was interesting to watch them like transform and like finally kind of break through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was always the thing that I was like, yeah, like you don't have to be, you know, pretty when you do comedy. It's not <laughs> interesting. Who cares? Um, hmm. uh, and recently I, um, I've been catching um, myself um, falling back into like, I have to like look good. And I think it's mm. uh, rather than, you know, w- w- like if I do a character on a show, I really have to remember like, doesn't matter what you look like it's not interesting um Mm. you don't have to be a girl right now um and I think it's because I'm getting older and and I'm I'm so and also like everything about our culture is like be young be pretty blah blah blah. um and it's just not like a reality like you age and you whatever but I think that like um I'm so aware of my age now because mm-hmm. I've had two kids mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten back to my yoga practice and I haven't, you know, so, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I can, f- I feel older and I think like I try to, you know, pull my shit together and like, as long as I have this on this mascara or whatever, like, mm. um, and so I definitely, one of the things that I'm going to, you know, once I have time to like, go back and like really focus on, doing sketch again and all the things that I did for so long Mm -hmm. it's like really remembering like how unimportant it is to Mm -hmm. walk in and be like hey guy you know um my nails are done um because I think that it it does take me out of like the importance of what I'm trying to achieve totally makes sense yeah yeah Yeah, I totally get that yeah yeah I, I I can I can relate to that too I mean I think I have times too where I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like wow you really are starting to look different and it is yeah. strange. Like, it's a really strange thing to yeah. see reflecting back at you. <laughs> it is. It's it's weird so, to watch. Mm-hmm. I will say, I yesterday, I um, went to the Victoria's Secret semi-annual sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to come out a couple weeks after, so sorry if you missed it, guys. <laughs> um, but I, like, I haven't tried on a bra in, like, years. Mm. But I went and tried on these bras, and I could not believe... So I stopped breastfeeding mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. My boobs are so, <laughs> I'm like, whose tits are those? <laughs> They're like uh, separate and one looks kind of sad <laughs> and the other one's like, I'm hanging on. Um, and it's weird and I, I I don't recognize my boobs. Yeah, mine are so like droopy. I think my little one the other week was like, I love your boobs. They look like aliens. <laughs> oh my god! That's... And I was like, yeah. I mean, the 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 skin around them is like saggy. It's weird. It's so weird. But they were not made to be these beautiful things. Like they were made so humanity could continue. Right. Very so, true. Like that's uh, when I'm, I'm like, yeah, they fed you. Yeah. You're that's... welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they had yeah. an overactive letdown. So, like, mine got really big. And now they're not. And <laughs> yeah. that's what happened. But I think it takes a little while. Like, you're one and a half months. I feel yeah. like it still takes, like, give it six months. For it to, like, totally. Maybe. Yeah. Like, after six months, you're start because your body's still shifting, too, from that. So. Totally. I yes. feel like it takes a while. I really do. Okay. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was also thinking the other day, um... Because I do think, like, I'm, again, I'm a little bit obsessed with, like, self-talk, but we were going through New Year's resolutions and whatnot, and I was having this, like, deeper talk with my husband and whatnot, but, like, um, I find there are all these, like, 
secretive ways in which I am unkind to myself. Hmm. And I think we hold that physically. And I think <laughs> it is one of the biggest ways we are not as attractive. I think wow. when women are like, when you're th- talking to yourself in a way that's supportive and kind and like nurturing and accepting, mm-hmm. I think like your face relaxes and the beauty of like who you are mm-hmm. comes out in this way that is beautiful, like a flower, like the way that is maybe intended. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think that that is perhaps, I would say, like, the best probably, like, beauty regime one could do is just that, like, being in yourself and, like, accepting yourself and letting yourself just, like, rest in that. And the creases around your eyes relaxing because you're okay. Right. Yeah. You're letting yourself be. Yeah, totally. I definitely practice that in front of my kid mm-hmm. my daughter mm-hmm. um and I will with my son as well mm-hmm. where I'm like uh you know I'll talk about very positively about my body uh mm-hmm. even though in my head I'm like you're lying <laughs> <laughs> look at your weird butt <laughs> it's so white or whatever um but in front of her like I definitely put on a brave face but mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. really love the concept of actually believing it <laughs> totally yeah. and maybe even just like being kind about it right so it's not like looking at yourself and being like see you're attractive or whatever because maybe you don't <laughs> feel that way right but it, but it doesn't mean that because I, the we, the reason why i brought up the word secret is that i think that there are these like passive ways that we can be super hurtful to ourselves that yep. like we're we're not even aware of like the, of course and and of course you want to in front of your kids be like I'm I love myself and you want them to feel that way so you're trying to like model it right but like maybe on that day you're feeling really crappy because you made a choice that like hurt somebody or like you're frustrated with your husband because he didn't finish the dishes when you went or whatever it is like sometimes those those things or like your career like I think I get really stuck on career Mm -hmm. and I will actually be incredibly unkind to myself with it because I'll put my, I'll be like, well, you didn't get to point Z and I, you're down on point A and I, but I won't see how I did like ABC. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, nope, you didn't get Z. And that's actually not being very kind to myself. And I think when I'm like that, I hold that in my body and I hold that in my face and I'll scrunch my face up and do a, a something. And it's different than if you're just like, I am. Right. I am is totally different than like, you know, faking it or whatever. Like just being is so important. And like, oh, okay, you're okay. We're all we're all in the same spot. Like we're all and I'm good and I'm bad and I am. And that's okay, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's my goal. That's my like New Year's resolution is like just to be more like accepting of right of Mm -hmm. yourself and and on all of it. Yeah. 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 That is uh, some good, that's some good advice. Yeah. <laughs> that I think we all need to listen to. Uh, <laughs> myself, very much myself. Um, I, uh, yeah, because I definitely do that where I'm like, and I, I think it's um, because we're both performers too. It's hmm. n- such a natural knee jerk reaction to be like, I suck, and blah, blah, blah. I didn't book this thing and I should have mm-hmm. fucked it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I wonder what uh, an impact it would have uh, on that aspect too if we were like, eh. totally. Um, my friend, uh, Tara Copeland, your friend too. Yeah. Yes, lovely Tara. She's going to be. Um, coming on soon and um she actually saved my life once she like Mm. changed my life uh we were um i was called in for some pilot and um it was just like the very like you know first audition and i was in this room with all these women we all look different but we're all reading for the same Mm. role and Mm -hmm. and so they really didn't know what they wanted um but i went in and um and so you could hear like the people go into the room and and um you know do their do their thing and then um 
all of them were like, okay, great. Um, we're going to have to, we're going to ask you to stay. And then we need you to um, film, like, we're going to shoot the, this other scene. Mm-hmm. All of them. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is what we're going to do. Um, and I went in and I just did the first thing. They were like, great, thanks. <laughs> and I remember walking up being like, what? I'm, I'm a fucking failure. And this was like way before kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like a fucking failure. I just am like the worst. <laughs> I can't believe it. And I was walking like, just so defeated and in uh comes lovely tara mm. and so tara was like how'd it go and i'm like horrible the worst thing ever fucking <laughs> sucked and she was like <laughs> and this, these words literally changed my life she goes look you're just gonna do what you're gonna do hmm. and i was like what <laughs> wait a minute she's like yeah you're just gonna do what you're gonna do you're gonna do what you're gonna do you you wouldn't have done it any uh, differently you're going to do what you're going to do. Mm. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes I was mm. like, holy shit, you've literally, ch- everything's different now. <laughs> um, and it really did. Like I, I approached uh, my auditions differently after that. Mm-hmm. Like um, bringing who you are into it. And yeah, you're just going to do what you're going to do. Regardless. Yeah. You're not, you don't know exactly what they want. Yeah. And you, so you're going to bring yourself. And I, was so grateful to her mm-hmm. um, for that because uh, plus I just adore her and she's hilarious and delightful <laughs> um, and just wonderful to be around. But I was like, wow, like you, that's so healthy and such a great way of looking at it. So, and I remember telling people, I'm like, a very wise person once said, <laughs> you know, you're just going to do what you're going to do. going to do what you're going to do. I mean, I think in acting is crazy because you're not, you are totally dependent on other people. Yeah. So you have like, I don't know, going back even to that identity thing, like to understand who you are in children will probably benefit understanding who you are in acting. Yeah. So that you can hold on to something inside of yourself that's not externally based. Right. Because you're that's what the job is. It's yeah. Like we'll tell you, we'll tell you your worth. I also like think it's really important to know why you're trying to act for mm-hmm. anybody. Because you can, because it shifts over time. It sure does. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was, young, I did musical theater like f- for most of my life. Mm. And I remember saying to someone, I was probably like 14 or 15. I'm like, I would do this forever for free, um, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But um, now I'm like, I don't know. I can't do this shit for free. Right. I can't leave my kids and get a sitter. But, you know, right. like, um, but I did, I loved it so much. I just loved Mm-hmm. every aspect of it mm-hmm. and it certainly did change it really changed when I came out to LA too because mm-hmm. it's a completely different um, atmosphere um, and now that I've you know kids like you I think that there was I, I'm, I wonder if you went through this too where like I felt like I had to have my hand in everything mm. in every form of comedy I did stand up I did improv I did musical improv I did <laughs> sketches blah 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 um, one woman show that I taught you know all of these things and I really enjoyed two of those things. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know? But I felt like if I'm not visible constantly. Oh, interesting. And people yeah. seeing that I have these skills, then I'm never. Um, mm. And so after I had Bo, certainly a lot of those things, because I jumped into L.A. with both feet, you know, and so busy. So a lot of those things fell away and I was fine with it. And I was left with the things I really loved. Mm. Um, and uh, so that was like a big lesson for me that I'm like mm-hmm. it's okay to not you don't have to do everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and also when you get older I think you're like way less willing to be like I'm gonna be uncomfortable and unhappy for this whole time right <laughs> on right. purpose <laughs> right 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 so like that's um that was a big lesson right. for me was that like it like that for you as well mm, I think it was a little bit different for me I mean I'm trying to remember I had a little bit of a panic I did like a one-woman show that Ended up just being a spank at UCB that Brian Finkelstein directed. He was so amazing at it. Um, but like, and I did some classes, but then I kind of fell into the doula work. But I think similarly, like I never felt like I needed to do a million things. Right. To, I don't know, to do stuff with acting. I, I, I don't know. I think I felt like that until I met my husband and... He's like a different philosophy on things. And I definitely followed him um, a lot in ways that I've also had to come up with like, well, that's his where he is. No, where are you? Um, But 
Yeah, like I do remember feeling that way. And I think I even like go through that a little bit sometimes with like Instagram where I'll be like, oh, maybe I need to have a following or something. <laughs> right. And it's just like, I, no, I don't think you do. Like that's not reality. Yeah. That's not really what what's what's really happening and and like why are you posting this right um because who like this is just like one flash of a moment also you told the girls to stand like that so you don't need to post pictures of your daughter i don't know like the whole thing is like weird to me um so but i think if you do the work if you're doing work that's like resonating with people i think i'm i'm starting to understand that that's where your energy should go right um, not even for other people, but for yourself. And I think if it resonates with you and you just keep at it, then then it has an effect. But also, like, why are you doing it at all? I really think that it comes down to that question. Yeah. Are you so. doing it because you... Right. Like, yeah, why are you doing this? Do, yeah. you need, do you need the feedback from the outside world? Do you need other people to tell you that you're worth something? Do you need to feel good <laughs> yourself? Do you need to be in that blissful state? Like, what, what are you trying to get out of this? Are you just doing it because you always said that you were going to do this? Or, or you always have done it. And yeah. And you don't know how to, how to shift. Right, because you could also, like, use all of the skills you have and go be, like, an elementary school teacher and get up every day and work in a way that, like, puts goodness and positivity out there into the world mm-hmm. every single day instead of waiting around for somebody to tell you there's an audition or waiting around to go to a show or whatever. I mean... Right. And it's really important to know, you know, I, and I also think like I have this fear that I'll be really old and like I'll, I'll just be doing like commercials or something. And I don't for myself, I, I don't want my energy and my mind to go to that. Right. Fully. Yes. I've got like other things I want to fry. So Right, you're like taking control of your own life as opposed yeah. to being like, here you go. Yeah, or being like I said <laughs> in my twenties or when I was, you know, going to college that I wanted to do acting. No one should know what they're wanting to do when they're nineteen or twenty or whatever. And I'm reading a book right now called Designing Your Life, which really kind of breaks some of that down of like it's not people sometimes think, Well, if I'm successful then I'll finally have the life that I want. But I, I think that's it inaccurate thought I think it's ultimately if you create a daily experience for yourself that you're in control of that brings you joy then you're having the life that you want and that has nothing to do with any job you book as much as it has to do with the work that you're wanting to spend your time doing right I think it's really important yeah feed your soul yeah oh yeah we're like yeah make be be aware and like make these choices yeah I love it. Yeah. Shelly, you are so lovely. Thank you so much yeah. for... I, I feel like I've learned so much in this <laughs> short, in the short time that we've been in, in my car <laughs> together. Um, so let's uh, let's just recap very quickly for okay, the listeners. Okay. So um, this was a, a self-care episode for sure. Uh, and this is like the uh, take care of yourself, listen to yourself, mm-hmm. um, uh, take time to know what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and be kind to yourself, mm-hmm. S- self, uh, g- gentle and loving self-talk mm-hmm. and self-love. And, um, and look out for the ways in which you secretly are attacking yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Be, uh, be mindful of that. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, maybe meditate, mm-hmm. um, have some affirmations perhaps. <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I go on YouTube at night and I fall asleep to affirmations. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's it's, great. it's, um, it's good. Um, <laughs> Until my daughter comes and sticks her lips in my ear mm-hmm, hole mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, and I scream. Um, but um, uh, what, and the book is Designing Your Life. Designing Your Life, yeah. Designing Your Life. Uh, yeah. Who's the author of that? I would have to look it up. Okay. It's two guys. I think they're at UC Berkeley. Okay. Um, one is like a design professor and the other one is maybe, I want to say, like a psychologist professor. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Be comfortable in your own skin, my loves. Yeah. Um, you are delightful. Where can we see you? Where can we um so I have a you? podcast out right now called The Story of Mom and that's also on Campfire Media mm-hmm. or Apple iTunes. 
And other than that, I do a show called Gravid Water, uh, UCB ever so often. Yes. And Which is amazing. It's a really good show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, uh, what, uh, one actor has like uh, dialogue, right? And the mm-hmm. other actor is improvising. Mm-hmm. With, so like essentially you'll get like a play or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, it's so it's so much so fun. amazing. I think I saw New York for the first time mm. a year a million years ago, mm. and I was like, "Oh my god, who was in it?" So, um, <laughs> maybe uh, I can't remember, but I was mm. like blown away. Um, it was so fun and yeah. so funny, and yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, and then I have a little role in the upcoming season of I'm Sorry. <gasps> it's coming out. Oh my gosh, Elizabeth yeah. Lame, one of yeah. the writers, was just on the show, oh, I love just that. on the podcast. Um, I've known her for like 15, 16 years. Oh, I love that. I that's great. Think she's so amazing. Yeah. You guys, you need to watch this show. It's a really funny show. Uh, Andrea yeah. Savage is. A gift to humanity. She is so brilliant. She's really brilliant. Yeah. Um. So if you haven't seen the show, it's on True TV. It's mm-hmm. called I'm Sorry. Um. Uh. uh this week's guest, actually, yeah. Elizabeth Lame, um, right. was uh, is a writer on it, and so watch season one for sure. Get ready for season two. I'm so excited. Yeah. When is season two supposed to come out? I actually don't even know. I feel like it's in January. It's coming. It's soon. coming up. Yeah. Amazing. I'm so excited to yeah. see that. Um, you are our lovely. Thank you so Thank much you, for. Amy. I feel so enlightened and yeah. so um, <laughs> educated. Um, so um, everyone, please subscribe to um, the story of mom. Yeah. Um, uh, it's wonderful and informative and also touching and lovely. Yeah. Um, and please subscribe and like and comment to mom. Get your shit together because guys. We got to get our shit together and we have each other now. Isn't that great? (laughs) Um, So thank you so much for tuning in again. Uh, Please spread the word if you dig it. Thank you so much to my lovely guest, Shirley Slocum, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Mom. 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 Let's get your shit together. Oh, sorry. I fucked up. How can I fuck up the words? It's the name of my podcast. Do you like short stories? Is life getting in the way of you enjoying short stories? Well, Campfire Media's podcast, Stories But Shorter, has got you covered. Each week, a published author comes on to read one of their fantastic short stories, and then they talk about it with the host, me, Cassie Jerkins, and my producer, Jeremy Schmidt. Enjoy a short story on your way to work, discover great writers, and feel a little more cultured. Download and subscribe to Stories But Shorter on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.